Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode 137. Is that number right? I feel like last one was 137. Uh, we do this every week. I always panic. Brant, did you update it? Brant's uh, double muted. I don't believe it. I don't oh, believe shit. it. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. You double muted. <laughs> double muted. Fault just, start. Do one thir- just do 137 plus one. Just go with it. I got to look. Hold on. Oh, God. My, my app hasn't updated in like five episodes. This is helpful. <laughs> Nope, this is 138. That's why I checked. The greatest highway known to Georgia. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode 138, the stock bridges of highways. Uh, we are, of course, no outside food or drink. This is 138, again, episode of the No Podcast. Uh, tonight. 137 Infinite. <laughs> it's, not, it's not 137 Infinite. 137 repeating. Uh, tonight, yes, Brent's editing in real time. Thanks, Brent. I've already got past this part. <laughs> uh, tonight. Tonight. <laughs> Already plotted through up, this. Let's say 137. I was like, let's go with it. <laughs> Tonight, uh, I guess we have to talk about CD Projekt Red Cyberpunk uh, 2020 Game Awards, where dreams come true. Codemasters acquisition update. There's been a, uh, a development in that story we talked about. Nintendo Indie World came and went. The, the big three come together for Safer Gaming, led by Reggie, I'm sure. And we have more NES and SNES games added to Nintendo Online. I am a owner of a PlayStation 1, a PlayStation 2, a PlayStation 3, a PlayStation 4, and a PlayStation 5. I'm Richard Bergman. I'm joined tonight by also a PlayStation 1, PlayStation 2, PlayStation 3, PlayStation 4, and PlayStation 5 owner, Cesar Concepcion II, CMC2 himself. Owner of all the PlayStations. As well as an owner of a PlayStation 1, a PlayStation 2, a PlayStation 3, a PlayStation 4, and a PlayStation 5, Brent McKee. Yes, sir. Finally. The dream is dead. Is the dream dead when you've achieved it? Or is the dream alive? No, the dream is alive. Yeah. The dream the is dream achieved. Is it is achieved, yeah, dr- sir. Goal. Mission goal, I guess. The dream is dead. The dream is dead. You don't have to dream of a PS5 anymore. You, I see it back there in the background. Next to that, it's dwarfing the CRT. <laughs> yeah. It's almost taller than it, yeah. It's almost taller than Brant. Brant tried to do uh, the blur background before, but it was just all we were looking at was PS5 on the side right there. All right, sir. You got to tell us your tale of woe of of, of finally receiving the the Holy Grail. Uh, I was gonna save that for later since my games played is non-existent, nope. but I can go ahead and go through it real quick. There we go. We'll just skip so, the games played. So, uh, we you I purchased last week about Line Simulator. Yeah. So it was Wednesday of 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 last week that I actually did acquire it. Um, and it did not ship until Friday, but Friday, what had happened was I got a email from Sony saying that my, uh, shipment had been delayed. So within nine hours, I got another email saying my PS5 is shipped. Excellent. So I, I've got, I've got notes from Amazon. I didn't mean to interrupt, but I've got notes from Amazon where it was delayed <laughs> and then an hour later it was shipped. I'm like, all right, yeah. thanks for the update. Oh, yep. Okay. Yeah, that's just one of the, yeah, that's just one of those like, uh, all right, awesome. Um, within a few hours, it went from, uh, what was it, Mississippi to Tennessee, uh, to Georgia. It was it was actually in Atlanta by a little bit after midnight Saturday. Tour of the South. So I, I, I was like, oh, it's already here. I'm gonna get it probably Saturday afternoon. Mm-hmm. So, of course, it's being sent through FedEx, which we've <laughs> talked about on this podcast before. <laughs> so, somebody's Richard's uh, someone, he's waiting there to get your, get your ass. He's like, yes. As soon as I told him, 
as soon as I told him it was in, in Atlanta, but it was being held by FedEx, he, he sent so me the mine. picture of his still sitting in Ellenwood, you know, <laughs> allegedly sitting in a truck Ellenwood. out for delivery, <laughs> November 12th. I don't want to interrupt, but did you ever still contact FedEx and still like, hey, where's my shit? I have a case open. I have a case open, and they say they're going to call me, but every time, like, I call every other week, it seems like. I'm just like, hey, where's this at? I think it fell off a truck, and they never will admit to it. They're like, nope, it's just delayed. It's a high-value item. I'm like, sure it is. It fell off the damn truck. (laughs) First 30 days. (laughs) It's been been a month and a half. What do you mean? (laughs) I'm gonna keep it open as long as I can. I'll keep that case open and everything. There'll be PS sixes shipping out, and I'll still be waiting on that PS five. Yeah, get that ass. Whoever did it, teach him a lesson. This shit's out of date now. So, I'm uh, sorry, Brent. It, it's all right. It's all right. It, so it got scanned at like eight eight in the morning, uh, as uh, being through the process um, and sorting, and just being there at the facility. And then it was scanned uh, later at 11, saying that it's not scheduled for delivery, still at facility, and then scanned, um, I think it was like 12.55 or something, again, as just at facility. How gently do you think they're they're scanning it as they transfer this about? (laughs) So so literally, I I watch it sit for two whole days, because it got scheduled for the 14th. Which I was like, well, I'm optimistic. Maybe they'll deliver it beforehand. Mm. Um, but that wasn't the case. And then once it got to the 14th, which actually was my birthday, I was like, well, this will be hey. this will be kismet. I'll, I'll, I'll you know, get this on my birthday, have my whole birthday to set it up and, uh, and play and everything. And then I sat at my house all day. It never got scanned again. It still had... 12:55 on set at Saturday the 12th the last time it scanned it's mm-hmm. just sitting at the so I start freaking out I'm like this thing's gone somebody's got <laughs> this thing at their house here we go and and Richard keeps texting me periodically you got it yet you got I'm just it yet? checking in on you man I'm and, checking in and he's and he's trying to like calm me down he's just like fine he's fine. just like dude breathe just it be breath it's fine <laughs> the holidays man yeah yep so um, by the fifteenth, I'm like trying to see what I can do. I know that I know the drill. They're gonna say, you know, wait a wait a day, wait two days, or whatever. And plus, they want you to keep going through their virtual assistant, and it just keeps saying, you know, due to COVID, due to holiday yep. demand, it may be slower. And it's about ten a.m. on on the fifteenth, and. Uh, I'm trying to update, trying to update, trying to get the the text alert to go through to my phone. You're and back in was, a line simulator. It was actually <laughs> you just waiting for updates. Get back in line, and get another PS5. <laughs> on the <laughs> on the fifteenth at like seven thirty something in the morning, it it actually had been scanned again, saying that it was at still at the facility. And so at ten o'clock in the morning, I'm sitting there trying to do all this. All of a sudden, it it pops up. I get a text notification. And the tracking information updates again, saying that at 740-something, that it's on the truck out for delivery. Yes. Okay. But it's it wasn't saying that just a few minutes ago, and it's already, you know, it's 10-something o'clock. So, anyway, 
I was it able to say like Memphis, Tennessee, or yeah. something. <laughs> Alpha delivery in Memphis, Tennessee. Yeah, <laughs> for delivery. <laughs> so I I actually did have some other things to take care of that day, so I did I was able to get off a little bit early, and I was home, um, around like three forty, three thirty ish, um. And I was waiting. I saw the FedEx truck actually pull into the neighborhood. Waited. Did you stalk him? <laughs> I, I actually kind of did. Behind. Uh, as soon as I as soon as I saw him like pull in front of the house, I was out there. And then I'm sure no- they love that. He was, he was nowhere to be found, dude. I looked. He was a couple houses down. So uh, I start I start walking down there, and he sees me. I was like, "You got something for me?" He just waves at me and gets in the truck and goes. I'm like, "What the hell?" <laughs> You see him kicking a box like he's kicking a box down the south sidewalk to your house. <laughs> so I have to ch- I'm checking the app, making sure it's not, you know, one of those cases where they're like, oh, you know, attempted delivery. You know, nobody yeah. was there. Obscure. And no, it, it didn't. So it uh, got to about like 415. Um, and I was like, I got to I got to go ahead and get in the shower. I got um, I have to go get something and, and pick it up um down in, in like griffin and sounds like a drug so, deal already it totally sounds like a drug deal Great. Like, you don't have to give specifics you can go pick up whatever you need to pick up you can yeah. go deliver it whatever you need to deliver it's fine too I had, I, had a to drop a I had to do a tour outside the house is all we needed to hear not so, uh you went to deep details about something shady picking up the posse and making a run <laughs> well, <laughs> it was fine but I, I am literally getting ready to, to, to get in the shower. I'm just going to head it. I'm like, I've got my shoes off. I'm taking my socks off, throwing them in the laundry bin. And I, I just happened to like glance outside and there is like a, a sprinter van that is pulled up with FedEx on the side. And I see the woman getting out, taking a package out. I'm like, oh crap. So I have to like throw my shoes back on and run out there. And That's the important part, not pants sure or enough. anything. <laughs> I just wanted to went barefooted, but like, fuck this. <laughs> Sure enough, it, it was the PS5. So, Brent, you're the Mister Rogers of of going to get your PS5. <laughs> you like pulling on the sweater, <laughs> putting yeah. your loafers on. I think the, did I tell you how when I got when I got mine from FedEx, the, the box was so damn big. She uh she tripped on it trying to walk back. Oh, she put it there. I got it on camera doing it too. I feel bad for her. I was like, oh no, <laughs> it's a huge box. It's, it's big. Brent was this. Did you see in the Sprinter van? Is that like all that they were delivering? I can see like FedEx since FedEx is the is the sh- preferred shipper or whatever. I can see them just having like a PS5 fleet almost. I don't. I don't know. I don't know. I, I couldn't see in in so. the back just the way that they pulled up. Because yeah, the 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 one that had come into the neighborhood beforehand was like an actual big box truck. The big one. Yeah. Yeah. So, I was also also wondering if you might have seen mine on there. On the back. <laughs> Didn't ask for me. <laughs> hey, at least at least you're sat in the warehouse. My fucking Series X has been in more states than I've ever been in my lifetime. So, oh my gosh, it went backwards, didn't it? Didn't it go from like Tennessee to to Ohio or something? It went to back? like it went to Georgia and then it went up to like freaking Kentucky and then they sent it from the Kentucky back <laughs> down to Georgia again. I'm like, what the fuck's happened with my thing? It went it went through more states than I ever been through. So, I got but, it, uh, but. Like six months ago, that import Saturn game I got, it went from Spokane, Washington to Anchorage, Alaska, and then back this way. I was like, wait a minute. No, wrong way. Unless it's like, I guess it's cheaper to go back the other way around. I mean, we, don't, we don't know logistics. Maybe someone's like, no, oh. I got room in. They just call them up. We got room. Send that shit back over here. <laughs> Let's head it to the Fox Archipelago. 
Brant, that's awesome, man. I'm, I'm glad you, uh, and I didn't quite capture it on video. We started streaming right after that, but you, you got it set up and you put your stand in the bottom and, uh, started, you started up Astro's playroom. Yeah, that, that was the first thing I did. Like I, I completely forgot about trying to get ready. I started putting that thing together. I, I texted and showed you, uh, it, the box and everything. I put it on the shelf. I literally just like, I put it on there and stood back and then I just burst out into laughter. Cause the thing is you see pictures of the thing and you're like, wow, that's big. But once you actually have it in person, you're like, that's really, that's damn big. That's huge. I'm still laughing when they, uh, that guy, the engineer from Sony said, uh, his original design was bigger. They told him to make it smaller. <laughs> I'm still <laughs> laughing at that. How much bigger that shit was. <laughs> I just love the cartoon. The cartoon somebody made of like the it's Karen's like, Renner Center people, like the people unloading it, and then they bring yeah. it in the house and put the TV and the the Series X on top of it as a stand. But no, yeah, I I finally got to set it up. Just a, it didn't take that long, but uh, I set it up before the show and and started a little bit of Astros Playroom, and it's I'm already I'm already floored. I'm already sold on this thing it was well Dual worth baby well worth baby. the wait yeah. very cool we lived through brant's ps5 story uh so our first news story is i guess we need to talk about cd project red's cyberpunk which has been apparently a disaster since launch they did bad things and on to the next story let's go <laughs> yeah it's not a great <laughs> Do we want to summarize it without going into the news? It's a it's a gamesindustry.biz article, which is a really good uh, article. I mean, we've been keeping up with it throughout. I can summarize it if you want me to summarize it or when you guys Shoot. want to do it. Shoot. It doesn't matter, whatever you um, want. Essentially, it goes on into this whole fiasco. Well, I don't, yeah, it's turned into a fiasco. We're, it's a fiasco. Uh, it's a debacle. We're, this game is uh, clearly was not designed for current-gen consoles. Um, it because there's it's to the point where you have uh different sites that are running two different separate reviews, one for PC, which is getting high acclaim, and then, then one for the current gen consoles, which it's for base PS4, base Xbox One, which they said is just horrendous, almost um, unplayable. Correct. Uh, so outside of that, they um, what was it? Yeah, because it, 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 it there's a lot of stuff going on with it. So essentially, they all their bonuses were supposed to be tied to. Their Metacritic score. Metacritic reviews. But I thought they, that was a thing of the past. I thought everybody corrected that. How is that still a thing? Um, I think it's because of the, how long the game's been in development. They probably snuck it in there. Yeah. So outside of that, they... Uh, Which I've heard they've since corrected. They Yeah. yeah. yeah they, so. they said they were getting their bonuses regardless. Because even then, they were saying there was a token system when they were doing good work for the month. They were giving out <laughs> yeah. tokens that they could redeem later for more money. <laughs> yeah, Cyberbox. You know, I don't want to make fun of it. I don't know that. I don't know that type of development culture, that job culture. So I have no input on that. So it just sounds game, weird to me. The game made money in the first twenty-four hours, right? It was in the it was in the black the first twenty-four hours. Yeah. So. Um, yeah. Outside of that, uh, you have that controversy on there, and there, and then you have it where CD Projekt Red kind of admit that they overshot it for base consoles. Yeah. And then you have it where people were like, "Well, you marketed for base consoles, so right. what do you mean you overshot it? You know, maybe." You should either a set expectations, and I always use Doom for Switch as an example. But you know, Doom for Switch works and it plays. But they put out there like, "Hey, this is, it's not going to be the best looking version, but it plays fine." You know, you know they they set the tone. Yeah. Uh, and people expected it and they loved it, and that was the way it was. Um, outside of that, they didn't set a, expectations for it. So you have a lot of people who were looking at the original video, 
Um, we're expecting something of that caliber, but I think <laughs> that's the thing I tagged you in. <laughs> you see this bustling town that they showed off for the cyberpunk, like big reveal trailer and all that kind of stuff. And it's supposed to be running on PS4 and Xbox one. Mm-hmm. And then they show actual gameplay of it. And it's just, it looks nothing like it. It's a nightmare. It's worse than Puddlegate and all those other ones that have come and gone. So, you know, they, they had this meeting with their management and they came out and they, they said, I guess their way of cleaning it up was that they recommended to go through their publishers to get a refund if they wanted a refund digitally and that they would uh, see what they can do on the retail win aspect of it. Um, and if you and they gave like a, an email address out there to seek uh, advice or help or anything you need to report on there for that type of situation. Right. I think was it recently today where they just clarify where you can follow the standard means to re- get a uh a refund from Microsoft, and then it took PlayStation out completely. Yeah, because there were, Sony there were was like, nope. Yeah, because I think it, it turns in this whole thing where like they knew they the games passed certification, but both publishers expect or both companies expected them to patch in the fixes. I guess that's what we've been playing games the last couple of generations. That's is that is just the way it is. So I mean, right. you, your game could go gold, but if you you have you have the the patches to fix it before it goes live, I think you get through certification. They just send you the list like, hey, fix these. And they very, uh, very rarely the disc that you buy these days, just layman's terms, is that the game you're going to play. As soon as you pop that disc in, it's just an unlock key. You're going to start downloading patches and updates and everything else. There's been there's been a few really good examples. I think Doom Eternal shipped pretty much wholly on the disc. And um, Final Fantasy VII Remake was version 1.0 for like six months. It just mm-hmm. now got a patch, and that was... You know, it's still a very playable game based off that that original uh, build off the disc. And not to mention, uh, Last Guardian and Assassin's Creed Unity are more better playable <laughs> off the disc without the patches. So <laughs> that's true. The, the patches rebreak the game. Um, but yeah, so it, there's a whole lot of drama going on in the background, um, and nobody. I mean, I don't know. At this point, it's like. I guess the people who aren't happy, there's no real way for them to get a refund. Because even then, you, most of the refunds are based off, you know, hours played. So if you haven't played that much time, you're fine. But if you you sunk in a lot of hours and, like, you know, like, this is garbage. I mean, you're, you're kind of, like, shit out of luck. So 200 hours in. This game's trash. And I think I, I got stuck on, uh, was it Patrick Kleppick's, uh Twitter feed, handle where he's kind of, like, collecting information on that. And apparently yeah. somebody from GameStop uh, said on there that the GameStop uh, corporate sent them an email, like, yeah, we're not going to be doing refunds. Tell everybody that the they they got patches to fix all the issues that are coming out December twenty first. That's their solution. And you know that was a was that was a big seller for GameStop. They can't take those <laughs> returns, man. <laughs> oh man. Yeah, it, Patrick Klepek is on. He's on that story. So yeah. anybody that wants to like follow all the live updates and everything, and yeah. the game just doesn't sound that great. It doesn't sound like what was promised, or it, it just sounds hollow and empty from everything that that I've read and heard. Most of the reviews I see, they said that going through the world and exploring it and just being there, they said it's great. It's right. a thing, a thing of beauty. They said going through as you go through and try to find purpose in that game, it it makes it worse. Right. Uh, Which from the studio that gave us Witcher three and even like a five minute side quest paid out, you know, emotional or some sort of there was some sort of weight behind the story and the reason that you did the five minute content, it it kind of falls flat. All right, so Brent, you've played 200 hours of Cyberpunk. It's your game of the year. What do you, what do you think about it? <laughs> I actually read after launch that uh, I talked last week about my Stadia experience. They said the Stadia build was pretty solid. And I was like, damn, I should have hit up that. Yeah. Hit up Apparently, that. Stadia well, well, is the most viable option for this game right now. <laughs> That's literally what I've seen. Yeah. 
Not a bad yeah. choice if you want to go the Stadia route. I mean, we knew this was going to happen. I'm, I'm glad I didn't, I didn't jump. I canceled my pre-order. I, I'd rather, you know, I'm more of a single-player type person, and I would rather them go ahead and uh, take the time and fix it up. So, I mean, at some point, you know, No Man's Sky turned out great. So, and No Man's Sky, Final Fantasy 15, Final Fantasy 14. Uh, Rainbow Six Siege. The list goes on this generation. I'm not paying fifty dollars for an early access version of this game, so probably a good way to put it. I definitely want to see the next gen optimized build of this too. I'm hoping by then it'll it'll be more. Uh, I mean, it's probably more playable. I just want a reason to play. I mean, the story's not that great. I'm, it's not really pulling me in there unless they go in there and they kind of expand it, which I imagine they will with some um, expansion packs, you know, in the future. So. Some of the some of the reviews that and I don't just pull from regular reviews. I've I've got a set group of people that I like hearing. You know, they they have similar taste in me, as me in me, taste in me. <laughs> Anyways, moving along, and uh, they note that it seems empty-ish, like it's going to be filled out with NPCs and stuff like that for like a MMO style thing. So, they, I'm curious to see where they go. A lot of correlations between this game and Fallout 76. So they, they reverse Fall, they reverse Fallout 76. Us remember, there's no story in that. Yep, it's just just people everywhere. <laughs> They're like, make your own story. And like everybody's like, we don't know what to do in this game. We're just standing around. Make your own story. Now they're gonna. Re- they're gonna- now they've got the make your own story, and now you've got to add the people and the yeah. the reason to care about the story. That's funny. That's a good correlation. Just mer- mer- merge those two games. There you go. They reverse fall down on us. All right. Uh, that's all for Cyberpunk. I'm sure there's gonna be some more updates on that. That was, you know, that was the biggest game. I would say that launched this year as far as hype and all that. So it has not quite lived up to it. Uh, last was it Thursday night? We had the game awards, the Keeleys, as we like to call them on here, the Keeleys 2020. And this was a super successful show. In my opinion, what'd you guys think? I speechless. I waited to the, uh, to the day after, uh, I mean, Twitter was, Twitter was blowing up yep. and I know, uh, I know one announcement, uh, um, I, did it break Twitter again? The Smash announcement, like Steve did. I don't think it got to that extent. I never right, stopped I, getting. A, I never stopped getting. Uh, I, I was about to say I, I didn't stop like, getting notifications. Yeah. Uh, the, the news that Brand is alluding to, of course, is that um, Final Fantasy VII villain Sephiroth is coming to Super Smash Brothers Ultimate, which is a pretty cool get. It's It'll be awesome. amiibo too. That'll be an awesome amiibo. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, and yeah. not only, I mean, his his reveal, the reveal trailer is, it's it's perfect. It's very it's perfect, very and it's it's got so many different little references to Final Fantasy VII, uh, Advent Children, and all these other things. It's very, very well done. And they also added that there's going to be a like a Sakurai is going to do a a Sephiroth direct. Is that at the end of this month? Is that what it was? The 24th or something? Christmas Eve doesn't sound right. I don't know. I thought I got a notification today that's, that it happened, but I don't... Oh, is it already going on? I don't know. Let me I see. I would have seen something. No, we would have... We would have now stopped it. It would have been all over Twitter with memes everywhere. Yeah. C- kind of like the Mario dying thing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Mario on the end of... Uh, Masan- is it Masanume? Is that the name of the sword? Masanume. Masanume. Yeah. Which is also a weapon in Chrono Trigger. Uh, next up, there was an awesome trailer for Perfect Dark, which is the Initiatives game, the first party Microsoft Studio. This looked really, really, really good to me. 
It's just a little CG thing, but the tone seemed right. You had some crazy shit happening behind the pyramids in Egypt. It looked wild, man. I think some of those big uh, those big acquisitions are going to start paying off for them, and not so much a rare property, but you know the the talent that they're fleshing out their studios with. Uh, we got a Mass Effect preview. This uh, did not land anywhere for me. I have not played the Mass Effect games. Did this it, landed, it landed everywhere for me. Oh, it's all over Cesar. It landed on Cesar. Yeah, I did not. Um, I did not watch the Game Awards. I saw the back of my eyes. Um, I was so tired from the previous podcast where I took my nap, where I had too much energy at. Uh, the nap did not last me to the next day, unfortunately. And I uh, up last week anymore. Oh God, man! I was like, yeah, let's fucking go. Um, let's record. Let's take two. Uh, but yeah, this one looks cool, man. Uh, I saw that the new uh, game director kind of broke down some stuff where he kind of alluded like. This might be something that bridges the original trilogy into the Andromeda, kind of like a pseudo sequel to both, because it's had its hints in there. Yep. And so he, I mean, he wasn't letting everybody know what was going on, but there was some stuff he did acknowledge and did not. And I know they, they just recently announced that they have some more Mass Effect veterans just joined the studio, and then he came out and said there's even more that he hasn't announced yet. Um, so it seems like they're getting ready to. Well, that confirms two things. This game is probably starting to finally ramp up into development, so we probably oh, yeah. see this for another couple of years, two or three oh, years yeah. at least. Easy. And then two, it seems like they're getting a lot of the the original uh, crew back in there, so which is uh, also exciting. I saw there was a tease on Twitter about they were asking about where the story was going to fall, whether it was going to be like Andromeda or the original, and they they put up like two galaxies or something like that, and that was mm-hmm. the response. Yeah, yeah. He, I mean, they said I think you can make out this uh, the Andromeda galaxy in the background in the the trailer too. There, apparently, if you watch that trailer, there's a lot of uh foreshadowing in there there's a lot of stuff that was hitting in plain sight and stuff he confirmed and stuff he's like i'm gonna stay quiet on it nice he never confirmed i like stuff like that yeah get the fan base going right it looks good man i'm I'm excited for the man who for me who has never played uh beat mass effect one apparently it doesn't exist in my trilogy i only beat two (laughs) and three so the true mass effects time to play the rpg one I, I like the action rpg ones for whatever reason i'm the same thing with dragon age i never got far with dragon age one except maybe about 80% 80% done with it, and I beat two the one everybody hates because I, I love the action RPG aspect a little <laughs> more. So, never played three. Hey, we get um, well, it's on Game Pass now, and we also get uh, well, the regular Mass Effects. I wonder if that Mass Effect remaster is going to come out on Game Pass. No, that's just their back catalog shit, isn't it? Because um, that new Need for Speed's mm-hmm. not on there. It's whenever they hit EA Play. There's a certain yep. time period because you get the 10-hour demo, and then I think you get that, and then there's a after a certain amount of months, and eventually you can get it on EA Play. It's just whenever they whatever their timeline is. Right. So, um, everybody's been asking about Microsoft Flight Simulator that's coming to Series X in summer 2021. I only saw Series X listed on this. Did you guys see that as well? Uh, yeah. yep. That game is a is a, a beast to run. It's one so. of those that uh, skipped ahead. Oh, this rundown comes from Polygon, by the way. This is Nicole Carpenter. Thank you, Nicole. Unlike that uh, that devil Chris Kohler that puts everything out of order. <laughs> uh, Left 4 Dead creators showed off their next game, Back for Blood, which looked exactly like we hoped it was going to look like. Yeah, it looks like <laughs> it looks good as hell, yeah. y'all. <laughs> Spiritual successor. Oh, God. We could be playing Left 4 Dead right now. This game looks good as hell. Cesar looked exactly like uh, when me, you, and Michael were playing like a year ago. I was like, hell yeah, we're, we're jumping back in. As I'm hanging off the ledge of the whole, uh, the hospital, and nobody came to save me. <laughs> <laughs> help I me. have that clip somewhere. Everybody just flies off and because yeah. it got hit every, from every direction. <laughs> Michael got hit by that beast, and you just see me go running by and crash out the window and just dive <laughs> off. And that was it. Help me. Holy shit, that looks good. 
Uh, next up we had, and I'm stealing this from Twitter, someone said, The Past and the Furious. This is Arc 2, which seems to have more of a story mode, uh, starring Vin Diesel. Uh, did the animation look weird to you guys? Like, the way people ran around and stuff? Did it look a little off? It looked a little odd. <laughs> it, it looks like this game's early development. I'm just early, nice. yeah. Yeah, let's just, I'll be nice. I'm I mean, watching, I'm like, what is up with this? And it just had this weird movement to it. But uh, that was definitely Vin Diesel. You could tell right off the rip. Cesar said, uh, poor man's Riddick. <laughs> um, they also showed off an animated series for Ark coming up next. I still don't know what Ark is. It's one of those that has just totally gone off my head, like, over yeah. my head, like Minecraft. Because me and Cesar thought it was like this caveman thing, and then we were at one of those. <laughs> we were at it's on the YouTube thing where they're all riding the boat and they all fill in the water. Like, what the fuck is this game? This game's hilarious. <laughs> we were watching that. We oh. were at that Sony E3 show, and there was like lasers flying everywhere. And we're like, what is this game? We couldn't figure out what it was, and it was damn Ark. <laughs> Dinosaurs head. I was sold after that. I was like, man, it's all this. I'm, I would be dying laughing. Everybody's like, come on, dude, you can't fuck around. I'm dying laughing back here. Like, this is hilarious. It looks so random. Uh, we got a sneak peek at the new Dragon Age game, which they continue to tease and show off. Uh, there was a new Among Us map shown off, and uh, that studio got a lot of airtime. That was really cool. Inner Sloth. Yeah. Uh, they showed them a bunch. Uh, they were, you know, via FaceTime or Teams or whatever. Uh, Fall Guys Ultimate Knockout Season 3 is coming up uh, December 15th, which is yesterday or like four days ago as of the time you're listening to this. Or as they would say, Season Trace. Season Trace. Uh, Winter Wonderland, seven new levels and 30 new costume costumes. Big Yeetus is still here, too. I don't know what that reference is. I don't know either. Grant, can you fill us in on the Yeetus? Nope. <laughs> you are you are the Animal Crossing correspondent. I don't you're know the Fall Guy. Yeah. You're our Fall Guy. <laughs> you play more of that, all of us. Yeah, you're the Animal slash Fall Guy correspondent. <laughs> animal Fall Guy correspondent. Uh, and you built our news, Brant. Thank you for building the news. Uh, next up, Master Chief uh, was shown off in Fortnite. They've been teasing this for a while. Uh, this is not going to bring me into Fortnite, but the cool part of that was that uh, Blood Gulch, the Halo map, was available in Fortnite like that night. Yeah. Uh, Warthogs were drivable and capture the flag. Like you could literally play. That was so crazy to me. That cross, that is like more than a crossover, right? I, I, I don't That's know. Just, you you might have me in capture the flag. I might. Let's try yeah. it. Let's try it out and see. I'll capture the flag, and then you'll have dang. You'll have like Mando and other Star Wars characters and Kratos and all these other like crazy skins in Blood Gulch playing capture the flag. It it sounds like some kind of. We, we, evolution of that old uh, flash player fighting game. What is that? Moopin, where you no. can just put all these other characters in there and just no. fight. This is the this is the real PlayStation All Stars we all deserve. <laughs> it really is. Yes, <laughs> it really is. Hey, Sephiroth is in Smash Brothers. Who would have thought that? If you told me that in like 1999, I would have gone nuts. I'm still I'm still um, amazed that I have a physical copy of Final Fantasy VII on a Nintendo console. So let's go. That's true. <laughs> Who was it said it would never be on a Nintendo console? Was it Phil Harrison? No, they they said um it would cost thousands of dollars to fit on the cartridge. Yeah. That was the remember, and it had to be this big. That was the marketing thing. <laughs> yeah, that was damn good marketing. It hit hard, man. Three CDs, three compact discs of full motion video and RPG greatness. Um, uh, Walking Dead characters are coming to Fortnite as well. I'll let somebody else take over. I'm getting uh getting long-winded here you're doing a great job i didn't see the show so i don't know what happened <laughs> a new game from hyperlight drifter co-designer we are ofk i did not 
know what that was. All right, I don't know any of this stuff, but I'm going to roll with it. Uh, you also have a uh, takes two uh, from Hazelight, which uh, also did our. Uh, that was uh, Joseph. That was Joseph's new game. What was the other game that they came out with? It was a uh, way out. There we go. Brain came back. So uh, he he seems to have honed in on that like a it's not asynchronous multiplayer. What is that? It's just like super cooperative storytelling multiplayer he wanted like yeah co-op base where you yeah. know each each player is contributes to the story and they're an integral part of it instead of being like one person experiences that story and then the other guy's just just there kind of not, not like our weird uh gears of five playthrough where like what's happening what's happening i'm living through uh yeah. hey you don't know what the hell's happening because i'm seeing yeah. stuff you can't see just or knack <laughs> or knack where the second player is just there to be there mm-hmm. um then you had this game called season that looked uh, good i text somebody about that Scavenger Studio reveal <clears throat> second game, which will be uh, available on PlayStation, Windows, PC, Steam, and seasoned players will explore a village and record the world's history before a cataclysm re- uh, release date was not given. <clears throat> Excuse me. Uh, Road 96, which was from the team behind Valiant Hearts, and uh, Road 96 is a procedural narrative adventure game. I'm all about adventure games. Mm-hmm. I'm not about the 1990s. If they would have 1980s, it would have been better, but what, what do I know? We're slipping uh, into that realm. Open Roads, uh, Gone Home developer Fulbright has a new game on docket. Open Roads, starring Carrie Russell uh, and then Caitlin Dever, <clears throat> Booksmart. It's about a mother-daughter journey across a series of long-abandoned family properties. <laughs> Interesting. It sounds like mm-hmm. a uh, Dan Riker story. All right. Um, <laughs> uh, Evil West, uh, Red Dead Redemption 2, but make it dark fantasy. Uh, it sounds like um, your game that you, you wanted to play on PlayStation 2 back in the day. What was it? Dark Watch. Dark Watch, yeah. It's a Focus Home Interactive's new game. They've been kind of a sleeper sleeper publisher here. From Flying Wild Hog and Focus Home Interactive. Cat. Look at my cat. I don't yep. mean to interrupt. Yeah. Cat, he's just hanging out. Let him be. Cat's cool as hell. Give him time, he'll pee there. Uh, oh, yep. God. <laughs> Evil West is a Wild West game, but with vampires and other monsters. Coming to PS4, PS5, Windows PC, Xbox One, Series X. Uh, I'm not sure. Does that, does that mean it's not coming to Series S? I'm, I'm confused by this labeling. All right, outside of that, their naming convention, I don't, I still don't get it. Should should it just say the Xbox Series? Yeah, yeah series do systems. Series? Do you have any Series Xboxes there at all? Any either one of them? It just says Series X on most of these. So I mean, is it sitting out at Series S? Is the Series S already obsolete? What's happening? Do they, uh, as, do they assume that we know that if it says X, it's also coming to that platform and, and no, not? They will, they will do that weird little line at the side and put the S next to it. Yeah, yeah. That's how they market it. All right, uh, Endless Dungeon, which is uh, from Sega and the Amplitude Studios, have a new game called Endless Dungeon coming to both Windows PC and consoles. Uh, apparently, it's both. It both is and isn't a sequel to the previous game, Dungeon of the Endless. You'll need to play the roguelike tactical action game and to find out, I guess, from the trailer. It looks, it looks pretty stylish. This is not my opinion. I just read whatever was written here. Uh, the, Callisto, <laughs> the Callisto Protocol. This was Predator. my biggest surprise. This one had me glued yeah. to watching it. Striking Distance, the Callisto uh, Protocol is a creepy-looking game, and I'm a big fan of Dead Space, mm-hmm. Dead Space Vibes. That makes sense because this is a game from Dead Space developer Glenn Schofield uh, coming in 2020, uh, 2022. Did you see what uh, universe this game takes place in? No. This is, this is a PUBG universe game. Player Unknown's Battlegrounds. This is one of those games that they... Remember we talked about them hiring for like story, story games? This is in the PUBG universe. It looked nothing like that. <laughs> I well, first of all, I need to survive to 2022 so I can play this game. Uh, yep, outside of that, uh, the last one would be Swedish Chef is coming to Overcooked. Yes, because the Swedish Chef was once again back at the Game Awards. 
It's yeah. The, I mean, the be- all right. Let's break it down. The best Muppets. Number one is Swedish Chef, and then uh, Beaker's number two, and that's it for me. Okay. Okay. Oh, Beaker. That was my list. Your list huh? is just two people. This is two Muppets. Fuck everybody else. What about Kermit the Frog, man? Uh, uh, these are the only two that bring me joy when I watch Muppets. Somebody's using I don't know Rainbow what the fuck Connection. Saying. Somebody's using Rainbow Connection for a commercial, and I start singing it every time it comes on. Yep. I'm like, hell yeah. Do you know the 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 Muppet or whatever that or the creature that Jim Henson said he was most proud of creating? The uh, Ninja Turtles from the original movie, the 1990 movie. He made yeah. those. The one with the weird teeth. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. Have, not to get off on something. Have you guys seen those now? The degraded yeah. ones? The yes. ones that are like. Oh. They're like the things of nightmares. They look like. <laughs> looks like something from that um, FNAF uh, Five Nights at Freddy's. Like. The eyes are all bugged out. The teeth are like pop, like popping out of the face. And it's a creepy pasta story. Yeah, it's like a half smiling Michelangelo, but mm-hmm. the skin's like all peeling off. Yeah. And, oh gosh, they look demonic. He's so, missing like kneecaps and stuff. To, to add on that, like shit that like throws you off. Like I think I was I was playing uh, Trails the other day, and there's like these ghouls in the game, and it's like one or two in the morning. And I think one of them just like surprised, attacked me from behind and scared the shit out of me. Like something came in the room. I was like, all right, that's enough games for the night. At that point, I was like, it scared the fuck out of me. I was too tired. I was like, nope, that's enough. That's enough video games for the night. I just put it in rest mode and went to sleep. I was like, that's, it's time for me to go to sleep when the when a fake character is giving me scaring the shit out of me. So yep. those moments will happen. I'm screaming like, oh, like by myself in the house, like two in the morning. <laughs> oh. That's when I last played uh, Resident Evil 7. I was doing it in VR upstairs. The lights were off. It was it was the middle of the night. And I was oh, like, bro. why am I doing this to myself? No. This is not how you do this. <laughs> as, I, as I stare at myself getting stabbed with that sword, I'm like, what the fuck? No, I'm not playing this shit anymore. <laughs> as, you, as you look down like, and see oh, the sword I'm, insert. Why would I play this? I stopped doing it after that. I was like, <laughs> Game of the year. Sick fucks. I'm, I'm saying, yeah, I'm laying in bed for three hours trying to come over it. <laughs> <laughs> like send their motion sickness like what the fuck oh. see i haven't played in vr since so holy shit i think i got further playing in um just base walking around yeah just walking around in the first person mode than i did uh in vr so all right we have an update on the Codemasters purchasing drama who's after him last week what <laughs> think that's, uh well it, time the story broke it was it was a couple um weeks ago um we had reported that um was it take two take two was um in the in the process of acquiring Codemasters, but since then ea kind of came in with a bid and it seems like that's the way code code masters had the chance to respond and it seems like that's that's the way it's going is that ea is going to to buy Codemasters for 1.2 billion um to take the lead in racing games market and this uh, comes to us from The Verge uh, by Sam Byford. So it's basically like we'd said before. Um, they've got, what was it, Dirt. Um, Grid. Oh my gosh, Grid. And a, a few other. They're, they're mostly mostly uh, in that racing game uh, genre. Not, not on Rush. We're not bringing up on Rush at all. We're just letting that die, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, that's that's basically the whole thing. Is it's the the hey, biggest they brought game. grid. They brought grid back. Nothing's dead. 
The biggest yeah. get for them is going to be slightly mad studios, which originally, you know, they made project cars. They just got mm-hmm. purchased by Codemasters, and they originally spun off from uh, EA themselves. They were making uh, Need for Speed games back in the day. So, so they just made full circle back into EA as a fully owned company instead yeah. of an independent company. So it's like the respawn guys. Activision to EA, back to Activision, back to EA, just circling mm-hmm. around. This is pretty cool, man. I've been playing that. Uh, I'll talk about it in games played. I've been playing more of that Need for Speed uh, Remaster, the Hot Pursuit one, but uh, Remaster, Remaster. What was the term we were gonna come up with? Ray Raymaster was gonna be our new uh, for ray tracing because that's gonna be all they add. They don't remaster it. And they're just gonna uh, Raymaster it. Remaster it. We don't have the rays. We don't have the rays in there. Uh, we just need one ray game. Yeah, this is all. It's all you know. This is the only thing about nobody actually owning your company. So. It's, it, the highest bidder always wins. The, the yeah. board votes, and they're always going to go with the highest bidder. So, yeah, I think until they close, until they officially vote and close the sale, I mean, technically anybody can come in and do the same exact thing uh, EA did. So, is this good? Do you think this this type of consolidation? I mean, I know they'll get the funding they might not have had before, but I mean, I was looking back. I'm, I'm playing a lot more racing games now. I'm, I'm still not good at them, but I really do enjoy them. And it seems like, you know, even when in, Cesar, when you and I were in retail, it was like. There was always they were on annual schedules almost. You always got a need for speed. You always got a burnout. You always got a. I mean, we got one Gran Turismo this generation. Yeah. When we were used to getting like at least what biannual almost. We got technically we got a second one. The second one was a digital exclusive though. Yeah. But uh, and really all that was was a bunch of updates to the first one. But um, no, I think this is uh, you know, we're just a lot of people are concerned because they're always were like f in the chat for. Co-masters, but I think it's different this time because I know EA went through and they, if you look at when they're in, they were in their PS3 generation, they had their third-party developers where they had a lot of uh, they were publishing a lot of you know uh, independent studios games under their EA banner and you know mm-hmm. their EA uh, partners, and then they had a, you know they were doing their yearly stuff and they kind of let it go because it wasn't generating sales. But at this point, you see, I can see what they're doing now. They need this to d- diversify their portfolio. Portfolio. Because they're pushing EA Play on everything. Steam, Origin, uh, Xbox. And so at this point, you need to add as much content as you can to justify people to spend on a subscription-based service. So this should work so well. this is I, like a, a Game Pass-esque get. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This is to help bolster their catalog to get people to get, to get more subscriptions. I only see it going bad is if they making these acquisitions and nobody jumps on the subscription, then it's going to end up badly. Right. Uh, that's why a lot of people always sit there and, you know, joke about Sony buying studios. I'm like, Sony closes studios more than they bomb. There's nothing in there for them to do. They don't have a subscription base like that outside of PlayStation now, where, Rest in peace, but they're not even using cool. PlayStation now like that. So, yep. you know, I mean, it doesn't make sense. That's why I would rather Sony not to buy anybody. Cause at some point they don't make money from, them, they're going to close up shop. So, uh, the, the way they're running things now. So, or but consolidate. I'm surprised Sony has not run their their PS Now that's similar to EA Play, where they you know they release the new games and leave it out there for like six or seven months and then throw it on their streaming service. Yeah, uh, I, I, I would I would imagine I know they're not gonna do day and date with Xbox, but I would imagine they would have went that route sooner or later. But maybe in the future. So yeah, you know the PlayStation Collection for PS5 is close to that. I mean they're not super new, but you still have like Out of War on there, and I'm enjoying Final Fantasy 15. Brand, are you going to download any of those and and play them on PS5? Um, I think the majority of them I actually do already own, and mm. any excuse to play Infamous Second Son again um, is fine by me. I absolutely loved that game. Um, 
but I think the only one I, I don't own is that uh, Final Fantasy 15. So that one, and I know you you've been playing it, you've been talking about it a lot, you've been talking it up a lot. So I'm a, I'm proud of Richard, man. I looked at it. He's in his games played. I think 22 hours. You got 22 hours in there. That's how much you put in there. Really? Yeah, I haven't checked it. Wow. Yeah, I, I look I, I look at that stuff. I love that uh those stats, man. So damn. I was I, I still laughing at um uh, my coworker at work. He started playing uh Cyberpunk and he he's got 50 hours into it and over the weekend. Wow. I was like, <laughs> me and my other coworker make fun. I was like, I thought there was only a 15 hour story. I'm like. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what he's doing in there, man. I just know he put 50 hours in that thing. So I, <laughs> he's, he's going around from shop to shop trying to find Kojima. Yeah. I, yeah or maybe. collecting dildos. He, he put, because uh, I looked at, he put 132 hours in the Phantom Pain. So I could see I was, like, I, I was like, I don't know what the hell you can do for 132 hours in there. I haven't played it right, apparently, but. His base is probably like this God tier mother base. I, he's just going in there and fulton in these things straight up in the air nonstop. I was just, I was all aboard when I started seeing the uh, villains from other games in there and when their origin stories and then, then I fell off that game somehow and that's, I'm still having jumped on since so yeah it's on my list of shame as well it's the only Metal Gear game I've beaten so I've beaten them all fan of pain all right uh, next up we had a Nintendo Indie World Showcase I, st- I keep wanting to call it Nindies but I think they got away from that for some reason yeah and this comes from Eurogamer Matt Wales. No, you're a gamer. You're a gamer. We're all gamers. That's why we're here. <laughs> the Trace gamers. Uh, I started off with announcing Spelunky 1 and 2 were coming to Switch in summer 2021. It's quite a ways off. Uh, next up was probably the game of the show for me. Fist of Fluffs is a feline-focused action brawler that sees cats some wearing silly hats, others brandishing household objects as offensive weapons, duking it out to be first crowned the world's best fighter. And it'll be first on Switch early next year. Console exclusive. That one looked crazy. It looked like a, a a real light smash Power Stone. Cesar, what was that Xbox game we would play that would uh, record you and then you could play it back and it would be that crazy all the crazy hijinks. It was like Chaos something, right? Chaos. Yeah. Uh, uh, Chaos Kung Fu. <laughs> yeah, Kung Fu, Chaos Kung Fu. <laughs> it was yeah. a, it was a Microsoft game. Remember? We were oh, like, that game was how, awesome. How, how how deep that game was. Brad, have you ever played that one? Uh-uh. You play this moving level, and you all... I mean, it's just crazy hijinks that happen, yeah, and they, they play we, it back. We went to that bullshit where we played, like, these weird-ass Xbox games, because I still remember the Chariots game where we died laughing yep. with that Chariots game. Maximum Chase. <laughs> <laughs> and I bought that I bought that wakeboarding oh, game, and we man. never played it. Brent, there's a game where somebody drives the boat, and the other person is wakeboarding. <laughs> so stupid, man. <laughs> Oh, that fucking cherry game had me dying laughing, dude. There's so many times we had to keep playing that level over and over again because we couldn't finish the level. We were dying laughing. The Xbox had some crazy games on it. Kung Fu Chaos. We need to stream some of these again. I want to get back to that so bad. All right. uh, Next up was Very Very Valet. Uh, Looks like a car parking simulator. One of the jobs. (laughs) With rogue elements. With rogue-like elements. (laughs) Holy shit. I'm, I'm on board just for that. The car driving simulator with roguelike elements. All right, let's go. It's like that fucking, uh, was it Churro Q for PS2? That fucking uh, Atlas RPG with cars? I'm like, yep. I bought that shit. I'm like, what the fuck is this? I'm buying this. Churro Q. Yeah. Um, it's like a, I don't want to say Crazy Taxi, because Crazy Taxi has a very distinct style, but it, it definitely had a, a vibe to it. Uh, I don't know how to pronounce this one. Tunche? Uh, that's close. I, I It's, it's, Weirdly pronounced. I can't even remember it now. Another first switch title. 
Uh, it's like Tunch or something. Tunche? We're all doing it wrong. Yeah, Somebody basically. correct us in the chat. Please send your corrections to uh, Russell still. No <laughs> uh, podcast at gmail.com. Just drop, just drop his Twitter <laughs> handle. I'm sure he'll be happy about that. Next up was Cyber Shadow <laughs> coming from Mechanical Head Studios and Yacht Club Games. It looked like a oh, uh, Ninja Guy. Like yeah. Ninja, yeah. This thing looks amazing. They This was shown yeah. off earlier this year, but it's got a release date on this one. Yeah, it was showing off in there like um, wasn't Yacht Games like their little direct thing that was like almost a year and a half ago or something like that. Yeah, through all their catalog, they had like their own little Nindies thing. Um, that's coming out January twenty sixth, and you can use Shovel Knight Amiibo because Shovel Knight's still everywhere for some reason. Uh, Calico is a social sim where you manage your own cat cafe by finding felines and filling the building with food, furniture, and decorations. Is out now. That looks pretty cool and calming. It's also on Xbox and Steam, I believe. Uh, next up was Alba, a wildlife adventure. This is from the studio that made... It's Us 2. They made uh, Abzu, if I remember right. Is that the right studio? Who? It came out on PC and Apple Arcade. Developer Us 2. Hmm. Might have gotten that one wrong. I don't want to get that one wrong. Is it Monument Valley 2? Uh, what's the date on that one? Live uh, correction. Trying to fix here. Alba Wildlife Adventure is heading to Switch, uh, twenty twenty one. Looks very calming. Yeah, and it's uh apparently it's already on. Yeah. Yeah, Apple Arcade and Steam. Yeah, PC, Apple Arcade, Steam. Um, Let's see what else us two made. Or have good. to live correct. The, there was uh, Genosa was a Genosa. Genosa. It's uh, a yeah. This one looked good. This Gen- one's been this Genosha. one I've been watching. Mm-hmm. I've been watching this one on the. It came out in Japan in April of this year, and they came out with a physical copy in October. I'm, I was hoping they're going to translate this one. Yeah, they they say it's a it's it's a different take on kind of like the social. Um, deduction. What is it? Deduction game, uh, visual novel blend. Um, esque. Yeah, where you're trying to figure out who Who this yeah Mm -hmm. malicious character is among all these different aliens and characters that you've got on this uh, large ship. Um, So it's going to be like procedurally, like you're never going to play the same way twice. So it's interesting how they're going to blend these stories and. That's got to be a shit ton of dialogue. I can see where Cesar's like, I hope they translate this. Yeah. And that is coming to Switch early next year. Uh, then we got a glimpse of Happy Game, which was a very odd... Disturbing. Um, disturbing, <laughs> described as like a, a like puzzle-like horror uh, game. It's from um, the studio... What was it? M- Amanita. Amanita. Amanita Design. Oh my they gosh. Were, they were French, I think. I think it was yeah. a French studio. It was it was just an odd looking game and it's coming. That one's undescribable. Usually we can say what's happening in a game. I have no clue. I yeah. The the closest thing I've heard is like puzzle horror. 
It's it's just out there. And it's called um, Happy Game. <laughs> and it's called Happy Game. Okay. Uh, and that's coming to Switch spring uh, 2021. Similar uh, to like that pony game that was about the devil. Yep. On, uh, Steam or whatever that weird one. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, and then they announced uh, Super Meat Boy Forever uh, coming to Switch uh, as a console launch exclusive. December 23rd. Um, December 23rd. So it, that's not that far away. Lies. Um, For you Meat Boy fans. What was the other one? Uh, Grindstone. Grind. Uh, to me, that looked more like a mobile game. Uh, oh, and it says there is an iOS version. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, <laughs> so maybe that's why it looked like a uh, you, you mobile game. It. You got it, sir. Uh, I feel like that was one of the first big hits for Apple Arcade. All I heard about was Grindstone, if I'm, if I'm remembering that correctly. But there's going to be like an I Am 8-Bit vinyl edition and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Daily leaderboard challenges. And then the last announcement of the show, uh, which which was very big for them, was that uh, Among Us uh, was coming to Switch and is actually released that day. Um, Super affordable. And I believe, I believe it's on the eShop for about five bucks. Five dollars. Uh, it's, which is about what it retails for, um, PC, Steam, uh, it is free, uh, on, uh, at least Android. Yeah. Uh, but it's, uh, the controls on, on a phone are a little awkward, so it'll, it'll be nice to have, uh, have it on a different platform now. The controller. Mm-hmm. I've still never played Among Us, I'm like one of the few people on Earth. Uh, you're not the only one I have, not either. I, it's... It, it, it requires multiple people to play it. So it yeah. does. At and the I, very least, five. Oh, party I, I, game. I don't play well with people, so you know how that is. <laughs> Usually, I get angry and I'm like, or I fall asleep. Those are the two outcomes. Mm-hmm. So that was a that was a good indie showcase. We got that kind of rapid fire. I think it was like fifteen or twenty minutes. Yeah. Uh, you could have watched it in less time than it took for us to describe. <laughs> I believe that is the correct answer. Uh, all right, uh, a good story here coming from Video Games Chronicle. Xbox, Nintendo, and PlayStation detail shared commitment to safer gaming. In a blog post on Xbox Wire titled Our Shared Commitment, Xbox Operations Corporate VP Dave McCarthy said it is necessary for the companies to work together if they're to overcome challenges involved in protecting players in today's digital world. Uh, they outline a lot of ways to... Um, prevent issues online uh, partnerships to strengthen like ESRB and PEGI ratings um, along with uh, industry regulators, law enforcement and other communities and uh, responsibility. We hold ourselves accountable for making our platforms as safe as possible for all players. Uh, They pointed out Microsoft recently committed to improving its certification process after it came to light that the game included triggers, which could cause epileptic seizures and vulnerable people. They don't say what the game is, but the game is <laughs> cyberpunk. <laughs> we know what it is. Yeah. yeah, I don't know why it just says the game. We didn't. We didn't even mention that in a, the cyberpunk story. There was uh, epileptic issues for our friends who who have seizures based off of that, and there was no disclaimer for that at all. So this sounds like a, a good commitment. I didn't see it really backed up by anybody else. Did you? It's an Xbox Wire blog post, but. I think they agree. I think they agree to let them make the yeah the yeah. conversation that, instead of uh, going everywhere and from multiple stories. So right. 
they do like uh, rock paper scissors for the good, the good PR goodwill. Let's see, it's the internet. Somebody's gonna shit on it. So this is a good thing. Uh, I recently told some stories of crazy shit that still happens on Xbox. It's like okay, I'm a grown person. I can't I can't see it. You know, affecting somebody else. It, it would be would not be great. So there's there's improvements to be made all over the place. Don't be an asshole. It's probably the number one thing. Uh, I don't know. Luckily, I just laugh and don't take it seriously. But some people do. Yep. Some some of it is hurtful. I probably don't get it as bad as most people do. So I just I just I mean, there's like the there's the swatting where they'll call up you know that is to their homes yeah, that, and crazy that not, shit. That's not cool. No. People die from that shit. Yeah. All right, last but not least, Nintendo expands its Switch Online program. You guys remember that? Uh, they're finishing out our Donkey Kong Country trilogy. I think that's the big get, which is Donkey Kong Country 3, Dixie Kong's Double Trouble for Super Nintendo. You have the Ignition Factor, a firefighting adventure on Super Nintendo. That's also a pretty good game, if I remember right. Uh, Super Valus 4. Don't know anything about that one. Tough Enough. Not sure on that one either. And Nightshade for the NES. So you're not tough enough? I don't know anything about any of those games except for Ignition Factor and Donkey Kong Country 3. Tough enough some is reason, another fighting game like a, a Street Fighter or you know something like that. Looked like that robot game that came out around that same time. That's what it reminded me of. Not Eternal Champions. That was the Sega one. But some kind of robot fighting. <laughs> Stop trying to bring that back. <laughs> Come on, Eternal Champions. It's time. It's time for a new one. Let's fucking go. That was the ma- uh, mascot platformer of the early 90s. Everybody had to have a, a Street Fighter, a Mortal Kombat. Whether it was good or not, balls. Cesar, <laughs> what did you have balls on? Uh, Super Nintendo. Super NES. Did you pay uh, full price? No, I think it was given to me. I paid $0. Uh, that's, still, I, that's still $0 too many. Oh, 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 oh. Just remember the sound effects like somebody was getting... Uh, Handled. Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> Did you play it? I played the shit out of it. You played the shit out of balls. Oh, yeah. I played the shit out. Of, I played the shit out of balls. You had to, man. Back in the day, when you got a game, you had to wear it out, whether it was good or bad. Mm-hmm. It was a free game. It. it was a free game. I was twelve years old. I wasn't picky. I was like, whatever. Yeah. If somebody would get to me Zoom, I would play the hell out of Zoom too. I don't know what the fuck <laughs> that was. But... Zoop. Zoop. Were they had Zoop? Zoop. I remember seeing that shit everywhere. So. All right, Brent, you know anything about these other games I didn't have a clue on? No. I've seen Nightshade around, um, but I don't know enough about it to really talk on it. It looks it looks like an interesting game. Um, so, yes, I see it's a Ultra Games release, the Umbrella Konami uh, NES licensing thing that they did where they started their that little Umbrella company to get around it. Get around there. What was it? Five games a year you could publish on NES or four? Oh yeah, I just remember Ultra Games. Ultra Games. That's it. It's an Ultra Games release. It must be quality, <laughs> like Metal Gear. <laughs> most of the yeah, most of those Ninja Turtle ones were on Ultra Games. I think. I think all of them were. There were some good games. Oh, that, first, mean, that first Turtles was bullshit, man. I never got past the water level. I never was able to say, uh, dissolve all the bonds and stop, disable all the bonds in time. No one ever was. No one's ever beat that. I'm glad I'm not the only one in that and the fucking Battletoads. I never beat the the fucking <laughs> the motorbike level. <laughs> Stupid canal. <laughs> uh, no matter what, you fucking died. I was like... <laughs> we tried that. I, I want to say recently, but now it's... Uh, 
It's probably been like four or five years, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Let me you made me buy a copy. We were playing a hard copy of Battletoads. I didn't I have fuck, one for some reason. I fucking love Battletoads. Until you get to that part. It's a great game until you get to that I shit. remember we were enjoying it until you get to that, and you're like, this is why I don't have this fucking bullshit. I remember that. I was there. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck this game. That's... <laughs> I still oh, get to play man. the new Battletoads. Maybe that's the one that I can beat. The one we can't all play online together as we're playing it, and then Brant sends me articles. He's like, uh, I don't think we can play Battletoads together. Burn our burn, yeah, and that's one of those games that I've heard that either you like it or you just hate it because it's such a mixed bag. Seems like they brought it back to bring it back, and that was just about it. I hope yeah. the same is not true with with Perfect Dark. No, I, I trust that studio, man. Uh, they, I think they'll do fine. Yeah. All right, y'all ready to get the games played? Are y'all ready for this? Yeah. What about a play? We went camping this past weekend, so no Halo was uh was procured. Could have done it on your cell phone. I could have. Next year, iOS. Unfortunately, I tried to play some on my lunch break today, and there was a 20 gig update out of nowhere. I'm like, what the fuck is happening? Why did this? Why did this not go through? So of course, I hate this generation. I can't play Halo at lunch, which I had meticulously planned out to play with friend of the show Russell. Um, I got a platinum on Astro's uh, playroom this year. <laughs> I'm gonna bring that up every chance I get. You should. Yep. Game of the year. Brent's about to experience it. Brent. Uh, you'll get one too. Yep. Oh, yeah. He's gonna get game of the year. Um, no more Stadia. I'll let my Stadia Pro expire. No. Yeah. Oh, why? Champion of Stadia. Did. Um, let's call you Stadia or Stadia us. I did see something. Uh, a Ubisoft game, the one I want to play, that uh, Phoenix. They brought that Ubisoft program to Stadia today. The UB Play, yeah, or whatever their fucking shit it's called. So, has anybody looked into this? Because I didn't get a chance to read the article or anything. Absolutely no. not. I think this was their. Remember when they made the announcement that they were coming? This was coming to it from the get go. Oh well, it's going to be on that Amazon Luna. It was going to be like as well too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, do I have to be a pro member of Stadia and pay for the subscription? I would imagine probably. Because I'm wondering if I can start up this thing. I want to play that uh, Breath of the Wild, Ubisoft Breath of the Wild. So $15. I could play it for a month for $15 and be perfectly happy. And then I can either decide to buy it on whatever platform I want to or transfer my save or whatever I want to do. It's a Ubisoft game. It's going to be $20 at some point unless you're Far Cry (laughs) Primal for whatever reason. That that always holds value. Yeah, and then you made me and Dale and... Yourself, we all bought copies last year on Black Friday. I bought a copy. You fucking bought it. Y'all jumped the shit with me. I was I was already out <laughs> off of it. I wasn't trying to like walk off the bank and like, hey, you guys come with me. I was already like, I'm buying this shit. This, this ain't ever drops. The big Black Friday get of the year last year was three copies of Far Cry Primal <laughs> being sold by the Conyers GameStop <laughs> for no reason. Oh, man. They were like, man, we had a run on Far Cry Primal on PS4 for some reason. I don't even know what happened. <laughs> Hopefully they'll be there and when uh, everything uh, gets back to a little bit more normal. So yeah, uh, play some more Final Fantasy 15. Uh, Brant, watch the anime. Watch more anime. As Cesar says, uh, watch what, the only watch anime at this point. Watch Kingsglaive, the movie before you start the game if you're going to because it jumps right into it. Like I said, um, I mentioned I mentioned last week like the side the side missions that you can get pulled off onto, and one of them was Prompto like randomly wanted to go to this Chocobo farm. 
So I'm like, hell yeah, let's go. Uh, you know, chocobos are iconic in Final Fantasy. It's always a, a thing like airships and such as that. Like I want to, I want to hear the chocobo music and see what the what the rendering of the chocobo looks like in that particular iteration of the series. That kind of thing. So I'm like, sure, let's go. And there was no chocobos there. I'm like, what the hell? And then it, it ends up being a quest and all this kind of stuff. And I was like, I'm not dealing with that right now. I'm, I'm just going to go do something else. So the next story mission after that that they sent me on the level is too high. So it does gate. It's not gated. I could try it. But um, I'm not that great at combat, and I'll, I'll go back into that. So I start knocking out some previous missions that I had that are that are within my level rank or whatever. And one of them ends up being that chocobo thing. So I'm like, okay, I'll just go ahead and knock this out. It's usually like go in the woods and kill 10 of these fox things and come back, that kind of stuff. This one was called... Uh, Damn, search you just for boxes like that? Yeah, left and right. Prompto's <laughs> killing them. Everybody's killing bitch. them. We're taking pictures. We're taking selfies while we kill them. <laughs> what kind of what kind of world is this <laughs> so the story the story is uh that this behemoth thing is is eating the chocobos that's why there's no chocobos at the chocobo farm so i have to i have to go on this hunt and it's like you have to find its lair and it, it ends up being this whole quest like this deep storyline i'm like where the hell did this come from and it just kind of came out of nowhere and it was high production value and all this kind of stuff so i end up fighting this huge thing at the end of it um, I'm still god awful at the combat on that game. I do not know what's happening. I have no clue. I assign a couple things. I get one hit killed. Noctis gets one hit killed all the time. I'm just nonstop giving myself high you're, potions. You're twenty. You're twenty hours in. You should be picking up on the learning curve by now. I can't remember if I remember having that much of a difficulty or not. It's bosses because I it's it's so fucking busy and everybody's flying all over the place and I cannot figure out. I, I need to put on like weight mode or something and yeah. try to slow it down and figure out what the fuck to do. I don't think I ever, I had a huge issue until there was like a you have to fight with like one of those weird animonios animonios where I don't know if you actually beat it but it was like a it was one of those fucking huge juggernaut bosses and I think that was the only one that ever gave me an issue. Yeah, the, the scale of the huge bosses and stuff is really awesome, but I'm literally getting one hit killed by this thing. And I'm like, this is not even a, this is not even fun. I'm just healing and then I'm trying to cast spells. Like, so the, the, what you guys your difficulty on? Thing, what? What's your difficulty on? I think it's normal. I might have I'm to right. back it down. Yeah, this is the story. Drop it down. Story. Yeah. yeah. I think I'm going to, but I, I think that, I mean, the combat makes sense when I'm fighting normal stuff. It's when it's, it's when it's a boss, and the bosses seem to all have conditions. So there's, like, certain ways to defeat them, like, you know, a Final Fantasy game. But it's not – because it's 3D and you're moving around, there's, like, a whole other element behind it. Like, for this guy, he was sensitive to fire, right, the behemoth? Mm -hmm. So I had to lead – I had to cast spells. So you got to pull spells out of the ground. Then you got to uh, – and Sounds this like was never really – yeah, the Yeah, this was never really explained. You have to, like – take the magic that you've drawn out and you have to uh, draft it or something. I can't craft is what the term is. You were and describing Final Fantasy eight. Uh, basically the there's an alchemy, <laughs> there's an alchemy sub window and you choose like the potency of the spell based off of how much you drew out. And then you put that in one of your weapon slots. So I was constantly in the middle of this fight using fire. And then you have to wait for it to fill up fire and you got to, you got to kite this guy towards a barrel or something and i could never get him to like stay still i couldn't topple him or anything but you kite him towards a barrel and then you light the fire thing and then he lights up so there's it was cool in premise it was frustrating in that he one hit killed me like three times and i'm like okay this is i'm just i'm using potions here this is not a good time i think i need to watch a tutorial in combat real quick and just see you know how is this actually supposed to work 
because everything else around the game is incredible. If the battles were turn-based, I would be like, this is absolutely one of the best games ever made. So I'm still enjoying the hell out of that. Um, it's a car trip, man. A lot of the story and like the quips and things like that, they're told with them just being in the car. And I never thought, like, I have to really be invested in the world to not fast travel. Every Elder Scrolls game, uh, Breath of the Wild, um, Fallout, I end up fast traveling through. And I'm, I'm still early-ish in this game. But I never fast travel. Like, I'll sometimes I'll, I'll choose not to drive and I'll let Ignis drive and I'll just put it on on auto mode and cue up some music and then like just watching them interact and talk to each other and there's things that'll come up and you'll pass something that you've passed before and somebody says something new about it or or somebody wants to stop and take a picture or do a side quest or something it's just it's such a fully realized world and hearing hearing these things like i was you know lured into cyberpunk like man i think i want to play this This is the this is the big game of the year everybody's gonna be talking about this game and then the the (laughs) emptiness that i yeah right (laughs) we are talking about it everybody's still talking about it and the more I hear about it and the how it how it does not compare to Witcher as far as the fleshed out story in the world and, and how you want to be in there. Um, this game is the opposite of that. It, it has all those elements to it. It just continues to surprise me and is really damn good. Um, Need for Speed, uh, re- Raymarstered, Hot oh Pursuit. Oh, God, it's going to be hard to do now. This is probably... Yeah, I'm stumbled <laughs> through it. This is probably the one of the... Greatest Need for Speed games. games. Racing games ever made. I love games? it. Racing games. Not Need for Speed. Fucking racing games. Racing games. This fucking is one of racing the games. best racing games I've ever played in my life. In my history of racing games. It's just so fucking good. It never gets old. Every event is something new. Uh, I told y'all, it was either last week or two weeks ago, about my serve and protect bitch thing. <laughs> so I, <laughs> I like being the cop. And I don't just you know pull over. That's what the cop is yelling at people. I make them go down. The last one I got, I like slammed them into this guardrail and this cop there, this car is just like flipping over the side of the guardrail and down into this abyss. You just never even see them again. I'm like, yeah, serve and protect, bitch. (laughs) (laughs) And then it gives you a time. So I was trying to take down these three cars and, you know, you get bronze or bronze, silver and gold, depending on how fast you complete it. So I got silver. So then I was immediately right back into, okay, I think I can take these three out faster and get that gold. And there's a couple of races where I just, and I'm not usually that person. I'm like, okay, I did that one. Let's move on to the next thing where I was like, okay, I can improve this. I can improve this time a little bit. I'll build up a little bit more nitro this time and hit it in that straight away. And it just, it, it, it throws so many different things at you. It never has a chance to get stale. And it really feels like a burnout game. It's like the best of both worlds. And it's that burnout. It's Criterion Studio. So. This game is incredible, man. It's going to be on my game of the year list. This is like a perfect... This is what I want from a racing game. I don't do... You know, my concept of racing is like Mario Kart or Burnout, something like that. It's not It's not the Gran Turismo's. I'm going to end up stalling the car out and spinning around and being like, fuck this game. It's not a NASCAR game. It's no sim, <laughs> you know, no simulation. Like a, like a Forza game, Forza 7? Yeah, I no mean, Forza's. Like I, I, I'm trying to follow the thing to make the turn and somehow I miss it every time. I'm like, what am yeah. I fucking hitting the brake? What do you want me to do? Yeah, I'm, I'm Maybe in the I wall need the wheel. immediately on the first lap, on the very first. Uh, I fired up an old Xbox not too long ago and had the first Forza in there. I was like, I could drop back to this and like, I can learn this. I'll learn this real racing game. Hell fucking no, it could beat the first race. <laughs> and then you're and they like, were like, yeah, you're they like were, me, you're on the Best Buy website, price some wheels. Maybe the wheel might make me better. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I can get better at this. 
pay three hundred dollars and get good at this game. God dang it! It's not me. It's this controller. It's not yeah. meant to be played with sticks. The fucking wheel, man. Computer's not playing with sticks. They have wheels. Look at them. Yeah, but uh, and the AI is like perfect. They're just throttling off everything. They're they're gauging everything, going into turns. I'm just like, fuck this game. Yeah, I couldn't even like, beat the first sports of map. They they tap me once. I'm in the fence. I'm like, how will get out yeah. the fence? Sure. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I played some Ridge Racer for PSP. I was bouncing that off of Cesar not too long ago because we were ranking Ridge Racer games for some reason. Some offshoot conversation. I am a connoisseur of the Ridgers of yep. Ridge. Uh, Ridge and- I figured out. Uh, I was having some issues beating a certain race. Like you have to unlock medals. You have to beat the races to go to the next thing. And it's pretty, it's pretty paced on that PSP one. And it ended up being, I just needed to switch cars. It, the way I drive wasn't fitted for the car that I was using. So the very first race, once I fit, uh, changed cars, I won it, moved on. So, uh, Ridge racer, Ridge racer. (laughs) I did that. Ridge racer. I did it unintentionally. I promise. Um, I'm not wild about the physics on that. Like when you bump somebody, you lose momentum and from playing burnout and, and playing this need for speed, hot pursuit. That's not what I'm after. I'm after, if I hit you, you're going over a guardrail. I'm serving and protecting this town by (laughs) destroying your livelihood. Uh, but it's pretty good. I don't, I don't know that I'll keep going with it. It was a good little, I, I went on this wild hair and wanted to look at 60 frame per second PSP games. And that was one of the ones and it was a launch title. And I'm looking at it like, holy crap! They pulled this out of the PSP at launch. I could see, I could see that flooring people. It, it floored me, but I could see that really knocking people out back in the day. Uh, Need for Speed, Final Fantasy 15. I think that's it for me, you gentlemen. Those are my games played. Brant, we skipping you since your gameplay was uh, tracking down PS5. Uh, I mean, it was it was the normal. Uh, put a little bit more into uh, Hyrule Warriors, Age of Calamity, and Still five good. minutes. Five minutes in your uh, Astros gameplay. <laughs> Not yep. even five minutes. Like describe, two. Describe, describe I three minutes the triggers of your Astros. Oh my gosh. <laughs> the, the, that really what is is it's the combination of just how fast this console is and the dual sense. The dual sense is what makes this thing real for you. I mean, when you're in just that, you know five seconds i was in the game there just running around uh when you get into the the hub of the world and you walk on the metal floor and then you walk on that little glass dome you can feel the difference in what you're walking on and then when you go to like that little grass area and there's just little grass and then there's tall grass you can you can feel the difference and it's 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 so weird and it's it, it puts you there. I was so like on the fence about how, you know, oh, they're harping on um this haptic feedback and these gonna be adaptive like triggers. Mm-hmm. You know, is this is this gonna be like motion controls? Is this gonna be like um three D games and you know, all this stuff? It's just gonna be one of those gimmicky things and it just doesn't it, it doesn't transfer over. You know, it's cool at the time, but uh, you can't see it really having a longevity. This, I think this has some legs. This Hell is yeah. the future. I can't uh, wait. And it, well, It's like you said, it's an extension of the controller. It's not like before where you, the Wii and then the Kinect camera was cool or the Move was cool also. I just, after a while, I don't want to fucking swing shit. I just want to play a yep. game. It gets yep. old after a while. It's cool at first. 
But after a while, it, it's the shit gets old. I just want to sit there and play a game. That's why they I'm found a way little, to make. They found a way to make it part of the process yeah. that you're already that you're already a part of. I'm a little bit more understanding of VR outside of the bullshit way we got to hook it up every time. So yeah. that's the only thing that gets on my nerves. So, but yeah, hopefully next week I'll have a few more impressions because um, I definitely money, uh, money, yeah, money, boss phones. I definitely, definitely, de- <laughs> it's the impression that I get, sir. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, don't don't get me on ska, man. Ska's my shit. Oh god, uh, <laughs> ska, ska cast. Um, but no, I, I like I even said, uh, I don't know if I said it during pre-production or, or what, but you know, I'm even thinking about getting another, uh, dual sense controller that way, all the three people in my family, we can all play Sackboy together because I, I knew Sackboy was at least co-op, but once I had it in my hand and was looking at it, it says one to four player. So, uh, I think, and I've heard very good things about it. So I, I think having my whole family there to experience it would be fun. Always good so, to that, together. Is that online patch up yet for that one? I'm not sure. Uh, we'll have to go to uh, Brent. He is the sack boy correspondent. Yeah. Uh, to update us later with that. I mean, it says one to four uh, local, uh, two to four uh, network players. So I'm assuming live yet for some reason. Uh, there, it's... there was a there was an update on uh, that it was downloading when I, after it installed. So yeah. I don't know if that update has. I'll have to try and look in that. If the if the update has any uh, notes on it and see if that's in there, I'm curious because that uh I cooled off on Watch Dogs because I'm waiting to play that online. It's really not anything to me single player. So we gotta wait till like March of next year and then I'll push yeah, back again to fall they, next year. Probably they pushed so. it pretty far back. <laughs> I was like, uh, this is the only reason I bought this because you said it was coming first week of December and then <laughs> I buy it and and update it and I'm like, says I'm ready to go and then like that afternoon they delayed it. <laughs> Uh, like I don't have something else to play, but I, I'm still craving that. Like I want that online, that original experience, you know, it's always fun. That first thing that you get to play on that new platform together is, is always a big deal to me. And, Cause I don't think it's going to be Godfall. <laughs> so, <laughs> so either Sackboy or, uh, watchdogs. Fucking Sackboy is going to take forever to drop. I already feel it. Yeah. It'll yeah. drop though, but. It's just going to take a while. Mm-hmm. Anything else for you, Brent? No, I mean, the family played a little bit of Smash. That seems to be one of our go-tos. Awesome. I mean, of all of all the games I have in here and try to get my son to, to pick something, and he'll finally, no, eh, we'll just play Smash. All right, whatever. Let's do it. Let's go to. So. Nothing wrong with that. I remember putting a lot of hours of Smash in college, more so than I did in actual classroom work. So. Oh, we, we tear up some Smash all the time. Sells jam. But that's that's it. Cool. All right, Cesar, you have two hours to catch us up on 86 hours of Trails of Cold Steel <laughs> Trace. My, mine's going to be like really fucking easy. Um, I mean, because I, I, I beat the game uh, Monday morning before mm-hmm. work. And uh, when they were talking about the ending, does it, it the door? Whew, what does that thing fucking end? It just fucking ends. Cliffhanger. I'm glad, I, I'm, I'm glad it waited. Yeah, because it just fucking it. Just, it, the guy's holding him by the neck, and it just cuts, fades to black immediately. Had you read that? Did you it know? It just fucking ends. Nah, did you I, know I, it was I, a cliffhanger? Yeah, well, because people were saying online, they didn't say what it was. They're like, that right. ending, though, that ending, though. And I was like, I was expecting something huge to happen. It just fucking ends. I was like, holy shit. I would have had to wait a year for that bullshit. Fuck that. I'm like, 
<laughs> I'm glad I waited. Uh, yeah, outside of that, I think my final playthrough was like 86 hours. Um, I just started the fourth game yesterday. I, I got 10 hours into it right now, as of today. Uh, I've, for reasons unknown, and I won't mention on there, you lose your main character um, for the first third first third of the game. So I, I think when I run a line, it's going to be 30 hours before I get the main character back in my party again to finish the Damn. other two-thirds of the game. Well, that's, the, that's the thing you were texting me, yeah. talking me out of the Ubisoft Breath of the Wild. I mean, yeah, because I'm 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 already invested now at this point, so I'm gonna finish this whole saga. So, uh, and it's like I don't know what it is, but when sometimes when I play shit, they always announce new stuff. Because you saw they announced a new trolls trolls game coming out next year, yep. and it's it's taking place in the area I thought it was gonna be was a uh, caliber. So uh, we do that yeah. we do that on this podcast. We bring stuff back. So let I'm us know what franchise you want to see revived. I'm going to share my screen here. Uh, so anybody who is watching us uh, live off Twitch, you're getting a little extra. Oh, maybe I don't Copyright know. Uh, takedown. It'll be taken down soon. In short, Brand already said Nintendo too many times, and I have a Mario T-shirt on. I got PlayStation T-shirt on. <laughs> as long I'm... as we don't play any uh, copyrighted music. All right, so I'm going to share my screen and then remove the video so we don't watch the fucking uh, window effect going on here. Nice. Let me know when y'all can see it. I can yep. see it. So the viewers cannot see it. Uh, if you're listening to us, oh, sorry, yeah, they can't see it, can they? Nope, you just have a visual aid for us. Eh, Do whatever. describe it though, so we can uh, paint, so you can paint the picture. So we have this. Uh, this is the whole continent of the trails game so far, uh, the trail series. Uh, I see Skyrim. Of, I see Morrowind. And so uh, let me let me get there. Um, so right. outside of this, it looks like it's a one giant continent, uh, which looks, if you look at it, it, looks very similar to Europe. Like, this part right here is, like, uh, reminiscent of Spain and as it goes through the other European nations. Um, outside of here, it's broken out into ten different zones. Uh, so, the first trails in the sky is, is in the Kingdom of Liberia, which takes place down here at the bottom of the map. This was the first game that came on PSP. Um, then they went into Crossbell State, which is to the right, uh, the very center of the map. That those were the next PSP games that they got later ported to PS4. Is that the Switzerland? Basically, and then um, that's the yeah they call that's why they call Crossbell State. Uh, the one I'm in right now is in the Erebonian Empire, so it's taking place in this whole map right here, uh, right here this area. So in this part of the game, they've already annexed, and this is this part of the game is like World War One. So somebody have already tried to kill the emperor, and they started this war with Calvert, which is right over here. Uh, they haven't. This is not the full Calvert because I think Calvert is a little bit more further. This is where basically we're getting to is the next game takes place in Calvert. They're slowly moving their way eastward. Mm, okay. So in the beginning of the the trails of Cold Steel games, the Airborne Empire has already seized Jirai. They've already seized North Ambria, and they already seized Crossbell State, and they're starting this war with Calvert uh, for whatever reasons. Um, and this and that's going to be the next series of games. The ones that I tell you about the church was kind of like their own thing, like the whole Vatican. They're yep. over here in the holy city of Arteria. Uh, there hasn't been a game about them yet, but they've been referenced to in all the games. And the Principality of Remiferia was an uh, online-only game that came out on PC. Uh, so I'm not going to spend too much time with it because nobody else can really see it. And <laughs> well, I mean, the, that was a good demo. The, 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 main, the main way you could do that is if you saved um, that image. And then just 
full on uh, weatherman to that shit. <laughs> Set it yeah. as your background and oh, then yeah, step I away. I should do that. And next time. But <laughs> it's just gonna flip it. Brand already lived this life. Mm-hmm. It's gonna reverse it. I'm trying to stop sharing the screen, but whatever it is, what it is. So uh, to make a you long just went story, gigantor on us. Yeah, my bad. Uh, to, so basically, at this point in the game, you uh, you find out at the end of the third one that there's like kind of like a dark curse placed on the land because they the beginning of this whole series is like a based off the church. There is a goddess called uh, Adios, which looks like almost like Adios, but is A I D O S. So they call Adios. Adios. So essentially, you find out at the beginning, and this is when the very first trails in the Sky game. You find out that Adios was at, and was down in the down in this land, and she went back into the heavens, and she left these uh, seven sectarians, which is like seven. They call it seven gifts from the goddesses. And so, in the first game, Trails in the Sky, you had the Ouroboros, which is their main uh, group of villains. They're trying to reactivate these sectarians and get their power. So, in the first one, it was called the Sectarian of uh, Space. They had to be able, it was able to con, uh, control space. Uh, when they went to Crossbell, it was called the Satarian Mirage, which was uh, was able, as it says, is able to do uh, like Mirage type stuff. Eribona, you found out that there's two Satarians. Um, there was a Satarian of Fire and a Satarian of Earth. And they, when they were going to the back history, the Earth one was supported by a group called the Gnomes. And then the, the Fire was uh, supported by a group called the Hexen Clan, which was a clan of witches. Uh, so they get into this. Uh, they get into this whole bit where they try to get all the power allocated to themselves. So they have the they have these battles, and so these Septarians were very similar to like Xenoblade Chronicles, where they have the two giant mechs fight each other. Mm-hmm. It's pretty much the exact same thing. There was a giant mech of fire, giant mech of uh, of earth. Um, they end up killing each other. Uh, then they end up fusing and creating a Septarian of steel. Through the whole process, it puts a curse throughout the whole land of Erebonia, where it's like a, it brings like like the darkness of man, basically. Where you know everybody tries to live their best, but there's always that whispering devil in your ear telling you to do something evil, and you do it, and you're like, I don't know why I did it to begin with. You have instant regret, and so it's like a curse. They call it a curse, and so they're trying to start this war because it's been foretold, and what they call the black books, which is a uh, kind of like a, it's the previous history of the world, and then it also foretells the future. So they're trying to do they're trying to do these uh, start this war so they can break this curse. So basically, you have the main character who, for whatever reason, kind of um, he has like this ogre power, this like demon in him where he's starting to lose control. He ends up uh, something happens at the end of the third game. He loses control and he slays the holy beast, which was the guardian of the Satarian of Earth. And it, it, it unleashes the, the, the curse. And so basically he he starts the apocalypse and that's how the game ends. So now you're at the you're at the point in the fourth game where they're trying to stop the end of the world or the end of the that whole world. Did it uh, pick right back up where you had left it in the third one? It takes place two weeks afterwards, and so you're kind of like that's the only thing about this theme. So if you, if you ever played like the Trails of Cold Steel, you have one, which was they follow the format where you played the main character Ring Schwarzer, and he goes through school, and then in the second game there's a civil war where they had nobility versus the like it's basically like nobility versus Parmalin. I mentioned that last week. Uh, like the their government, and, uh, and when they went to these two different games, they kind of changed the formula. So instead of it being the same exact thing, so they went and when they went to the second game, you don't have like the school quests and all that shit on there. You have it's more of an open ended world. It's um, they changed the orbital system. The like you start off at level fifty, you don't start off at level zero, and then they kind of like change the way where you do orbits, which your magic powers, your skill based stuff. And they kind of change it up and make it a little bit harder. 
you know, you have to do upgrades and get them to level two. They did the same thing with Trolls games also. So uh, Trolls in the Sky, they did the exact same thing. So in this one, when you go from three to four, it followed the same format. Three was similar to one where you were he became he ended up graduating from the school. He became the instructor to cheat, uh, teach new students. And you kind of like bring these new students along. And then the, the second one is when they're starting this war again. And so basically I'm going to this part where it it's it's a completely it plays like a different game. It plays similar four plays similar to two and it's completely different. And, and in my aspect those games like two and four are a lot of a slow burn because you have all this build up in the first three games and then they kind of just slam the brakes in the beginning of those games and it's like you gotta like force yourself to get back into it because it's like it's starting you from scratch again like you're mm. like oh this is how, and you're like oh the story pulls you through but it's it, it can be like the first 10 hours and those like two and four is rough it's they like, don't really they don't respect the 80 hours that came before it um, well, cause they're not the same. They're not like, it's not like Final Fantasy seven where you have all three discs and, and one package they have to take and count. I'm like, okay, when you go into the menu, there's a, there's a recount of the story that kind of explains everything beforehand. So for whatever godly reason you want to start out with four, which doesn't make sense. Even if you start out with three and four, that makes sense. Cause those pair, pairs were together. But if you start off with a four, you can technically start off wherever you want. So they kind of have that learning curve in the beginning, but it's just rough when you follow that whole storyline and it just starts off and you're not new to it, it's like, all right, I just want to get to the shit where you just kind of cut off and now I'm like retreading ground. Like it's, it slows down. It doesn't, it went from the thing where it hits the climax and it slows back down and now it's starting to slowly pick back up. So it follows that format. I know they said they're going to change it up when the next games where they, they're doing the different engine and they're changing the formula in the next games too, where the, it's, they're going to make it more, a little bit more fresh. Um, yeah, so outside of that, I mean, it, it, it does play, uh, it's a lot, and on top of that, the, the two and four, the even number games are a lot more difficult. So going from one to three, one and three kind of like holds your hand as you build up your levels. But two and four is like you die a lot more, <laughs> a lot more easier in a normal battle. Like, what the fuck am I doing differently? You know, it's like it, it's it could be it could be jarring. You got to be patient with it sometimes. But it's worth it in the end. So, I mean, I can't really say much into it. I'm, I'm at this point where, uh, like I said, I'm trying to get they're trying to locate my uh, the uh, Reese Schwartz or the main character from that series. He's not he's not in your party right now and they don't know where he's at. And so now I'm going through and trying to find his location and, and basically go out there and save him. So, uh, but outside of that, I think the coolest part was the prologue where they, right in the beginning, they pulled in uh, the main characters from Trolls in the Sky from the PSP one. This is the first time they've been done in full 3D like this. And then they pulled in the crossbow characters and they were helping each other trying to get information about what happened in the third game. And so now you got they they call this game like the Avengers of uh, the Trolls game because like all these heroes from all the the original games are all meeting in this one to help out cool. to stop this world. Well, to stop this war from happening, so uh, so so far that that part's pretty cool. I'm I, like, I'm I'm interested to see how it's going to end. I mean, they they finished the storyline. The the storyline they started 15 years ago. They finished it in this game. You got a lot of time invested. Yeah, I mean, I played the PSP ones. I've beat them all. So I've been playing since the beginning. Uh, I just haven't played the Crossbow ones because they haven't translated those ones yet. So it is what it is. I do have the Jap. I do have the Japanese PS4 one. So I want to. If I ever do, I'll have I have a physical copy of those. So, um, and we'll see if they do the the Trolls of Creation, which is the one that takes place uh, after uh, Cold Steel Four. And they've always done that where they could do what they call a palate cleanser. So, like when they did Trolls in the Sky, the the fir- the the main story was in Trolls in the Sky One and Two. And then they came out with uh, Trolls in the Sky Three, and Three was like a weird weird game where it was more of like a dungeon crawler, and it was like in a set in a separate dimension where they kind of went in and out in this dimension. But it was more like a palate cleanser where they take the main characters from those first two games and kind of like the, it's like a giant epilogue where they kind of like finish up any loose ends to move on to the next series. 
And so they did the same thing with this game that just came out this year, um, which they call Trolls of Creation, which takes the, the main characters from all three of those games. And they kind of like, all right, we're going to go ahead and finish any of the story bits we have going on there because we're moving on to the next part of the series. Because they said that in the Calvary, when they get to Calvary, they said 90% of the, the characters in the story is going to be new. They said there's only 10% of the characters returning. So it's not going to have that much connected to the first game. The only one I think they can, I'm actually looking forward to, there was a bracer in the Trolls in the Skies series and PSP he came from uh, Caliber and helped you out a couple times and they you haven't seen that character since so I got a good feeling he'll probably show up in this one since it takes place in his home yeah and then also you end up with the burn company because they uh there's a whole bit in there where they have like uh these professors that came from these three different areas one for Liberia one for Erebonia and one for Caliber they all train under this one professor and they call them the disciples and so they haven't gone over this one yet he works for the burn company and they're, they're located in Calvert, so so that, that's the next part of the story. I mean, that's basically all I've played. Uh, I can't think of anything else. Yeah. That's it for me. Games played. All right. Hour and a half. It's a short one, finally. Almost an hour and 40. All right. Y'all got anything else you want to add before we duck out of here? Uh, it's going to be negatory. Worms has been ready for just over an hour. Yep. The short is all right. We all have Worms now. Finally, we don't have worms. <laughs> I'm very excited to hear uh, Brant's PS5 impressions next week. That's going to be exciting. We I mean, majority of the show, he probably be the only one to play worms. I'll always <laughs> get the worms. I'll just never solve them. He's still the only one with worms. No, All right, ladies and We're going to get off this podcast. We're going to play some worms, damn it. Well, let's go give each other worms. Uh, thank you for joining us this week uh, where we got worms, and we'll see you next week. Bye. Yeah. <laughs> see ya. <laughs> They look like uh, Ken dolls and Barbie dolls running around. Yeah, but then I, I just got to the port where the Beast Titan just showed up, and now it's getting all weird. I'm like, what the hell is what am is I watching? Is it an animal or it's, a pe- it's people? Uh, I guess weird, huh? I'm going to leave it at that. If you ever want to experience it, I don't know who's on the show has been watching it either. So, I just remember I, I, I was enthralled with that show when it came out in like 2014, and I totally fell off. Somebody in the, the chat. Even though there was second it. or third season. Yeah. You have not watched Attack on Titan. I know this firsthand. <laughs> Lie detector. <laughs> we may have started it, but we didn't get anywhere with it. I call bullshit. Giant naked baby people. You forced me. Yep, I guess so. We are. This is the most random pre-show we've gone it's the from. Worst pre-show. We have the worst guests. We should be uh, we should be recording this for no one like we used to do, and not have the pressure of live feedback in the internet. No, those are the best, man. It's like uh, when I, I there's there's times says I, who? I sent a, who who is like yes, live feedback from the internet was a great idea. I'm so glad I did this. Said everyone because it keeps happening. But um, there's times at work where I I have a uh, we have like our talks with being uh, our IT organization and we always make jokes about whose show it is and who's on the couch with that person because they own those talks and it's nonstop. And we're oh. like, it's the so and so show, <laughs> and it's, it's usually uh. Here's a main. Here's a mundane answer, which doesn't solve your problem, but I'll look at it and never get back to you about it. And then we move on to the next topic. That's usually the jokes we make. So, <laughs> sounds right. Oh God, Brant's gonna start playing worms. Damn it, Brant. He's got to turn it on to download it. Did you get a physical copy of Sackboy? I did. Okay. You're the only one out of all three of us. I'm proud of you, sir. Well done. <laughs> and I've like 
tempted to get another controller so everybody in my family can play together. Do you want me to start keeping an eye out for a controller? Oh, they're everywhere. They are everywhere, sir. Controllers everywhere. Media remotes everywhere. Charging station. I had no interest in the charging station, right? Until I start looking around. Yeah. Well, well, I start looking around (laughs) and I have... I have uh, one for the Switch, I have for the Pro Controller, I have two for Xbox, and then I have the PS4 thing. It's like, why not? Why don't I just have a station with all the, with everything attached to it? Hey, so, man, you read, it, it literally works, because, I mean, I I play, I play games and my controller dies, and I just throw it in the dock and grab the other one. So, it, it's doing its job. I got in the habit, I guess, the start of PS4, because that battery was so shitty, in my opinion. I got in the habit of just, when I was playing, I had the other one plugged in, charging. I would just keep it going. So you're saying the DualSense chargers, that same PSP 5 volt, whatever it is, and the PS1 Mini? Yep. It, it's uh, it's literally, literally manufactured in 2006. They just had a warehouse full of them. Send them <laughs> you're sending dirty uh, two-decade-old power to your <laughs> to your DualSense controllers. Those bastards are sitting on batteries. They need to send me a fucking PSP battery. Stop sending on that shit. Yeah. <laughs> They're somewhere in a warehouse. They're just they're just filling that blister packaging. That's what we need to make our money doing is uh is the official aftermarket uh, PSP battery. We'll get the license from Sony. You think it's hard There's to get a hold of them out there? Yeah. Uh, if they remember what it was. Yeah. <laughs> all right, let's get some lead in here. We rambled for long enough. I, that's all I do all day is ramble. I tire my people at work. I'm sure, I'm pretty sure they just put me on mute all the time. With whoever owns a conversation, uh, I'm sure they just mute me all the time. They're like, I, I can't mute you on here. It'll still, it'll still go through. Can I? Can I mute you? Brent, you, you want to take a chance and break it? Brent, are you <laughs> muted? No, I don't want to break it. Oh, Brent muted himself. Okay. Yeah, I see the little emblem there. Something going on back there. Yeah. All right, give me something, Cesar. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I can't unmute you now. All right, I screwed up. <laughs> Fix it, Cesar. <laughs> I can't unmute you. <laughs> so there was a there was a there was a I big blue screen you. that said there was a big blue screen that said Richard Bergman muted my ass. It was like it let me know. <laughs> it was just go. It was like Paul sitting at my face. It's just a giant and, middle um, finger. On I dropped screen. the hammer. <laughs> so what? So what you did was what we call double mute. That's um we done this on our teams calls where I just the go host. through and I just mute random people. Yep, and uh, and when they try to talk they can't do it because they're like double muted. So I muted them and they have to unmute themselves twice. They're like, and I was laughing because my coworker's like, man, I was trying to answer, but for some reason I was double muted. And he tells the whole room I'm just dying laughing. <laughs> <laughs> I see you trolling people that way. Oh, I can see that being a thing. That and um, I, I'm going to stop myself because somebody from my job is going to be like, I, it was his ass. <laughs> yep. It's going to be one of the four people listening to us. Uh, I knew it. 